Hello, and welcome to the Frontier Strategy Group podcast series. FSG is the leading information services provider for emerging markets executives. We partner with business leaders at over 200 multinationals by providing them with research, analytical tools, and data that helps empower their emerging markets business strategies. My name is Chris Moore, and I'm FSG's Director of Research for Asia. And the topic for today's podcast is innovation in emerging markets, particularly in India. India is frequently cited as this amazing hotbed of innovation and as an incubator of low-cost products and business processes. There have been just countless articles, white papers, business school case studies written about these famous examples like GE's reverse innovation strategy that brought the world this innovative, highly portable ultrasound machine or Unilever, and looking at their model of developing these small sachets of personal care products and distributing them to rural villages. But from my conversations with executives, the practical experience has been a little bit more disappointing. Companies seem to be frustrated that their experiences in India have not really lived up to those of companies like a GE or a Unilever. And they wonder, why isn't this innovation happening for us? There's plenty of places where they can point fingers. You know, I've heard executives cite a lack of just capabilities in their talent base, especially when they're looking at young hires that are coming out of the university system. They can point to the really high turnover or attrition, especially of top talent. And, you know, I've heard some executives cite that the management teams just simply don't feel empowered to innovate. And these all are major obstacles to creating this culture of innovation. So joining me today for our podcast to talk a little bit more about these challenges is one of FSG's expert advisors, Brandy Moore. Brandy is the founder of India Think, which is a consultancy that trains and coaches both corporates and individuals in the U.S. as well as in India. She's also a frequent public speaker and the author of The Little Brick Book, Cracking the Code of Global Management of Projects in Brazil, Russia, India, and China. Brandy's ideas have been featured in Forbes, the Christian Science Monitor, the Wall Street Journal, PBS, and many other highly esteemed publications. So, Brandy, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Chris. It's great to be here. Brandy, if, if you don't mind, I'd love to just dive right into the questions. And the first one I have for you is whether companies in India are really innovating or if we're just seeing headlines that speak to some of the outliers of companies like a GE or a Unilever. I think I think it's a little bit of both. So, you know, to answer your question, yes and no. We see General Electric making a lot of strides in their healthcare division inside India with some of the things that they've been able to produce. We see examples like Tata's Nano. And and really what these are, these are great examples of what I would call finishing innovation. So that would be taking an existing product, getting very, very specific about what we can do with that product in a new market, and then sort of challenging the Indian team to produce that. So India is very powerful as a country based on their business culture, getting a team behind an idea of, you know, 
we know that people in our country want to buy toothpaste, but they can only afford 25 cents a week. What can we do? We know that people in our country want to get off their motor scooter or their motorcycle and get into a car. How can we create something that will be marketable to them? And when you think about finishing innovation and you think about creating something new for a new need, a newly identified need, it usually comes with very stringent requirements. And when we have stringent requirements, typically Indian teams do that very, very well. So I think it's really important for organizations to be asking themselves, you know, what kind of innovation am I seeking when I think about my Indian team? Organizations are very eager to mimic what they read about in the press. But however, a lot of them have not thought about, okay, what's really happening inside my India division? Uh, a lot of them have a bolt-on operation. You know, they've been there for maybe 15 years. They've just recently said, you know what, let's up-level this. Let's try to get innovation out of our team there. Let's hire some new talent. And in doing these processes without kind of thinking from a wider lens of do we actually have an environment here that's conducive to innovation? Is it similar to the environment that we have back home? A lot of times Western and specifically Americans don't even think about doing this because inside our own culture here in the United States, it's, it's, it's relatively available. It's, it's, it's there. There's a lot of creativity in the way that we structure our organizations and our management of those people inside our walls. So with this in mind, it's a really good question for organizations to kind of ask themselves, okay, how do things work around here inside my U.S. division? And then how are they working inside the India division? How can I maybe rethink the value sets that I'm reinforcing in the United States that I didn't even realize I was reinforcing that I may need to invite into the India division. It's also just great for organizations to say to themselves, wow, if uh, finishing innovation is available in India, maybe that's something I want to look at. Maybe that's something I want to look to. Maybe there's some products in my portfolio that might be perfect to alter in a very strict way to the Indian marketplace. Hmm. You mentioned there creating this environment. You know, I've heard a lot of executives talk about creating a culture of innovation within their organizations. But, you know, you mentioned that you really need to bridge the gap between the culture that exists in, in your U.S. office today and, and that which exists in your India office today. Could you talk a little bit about some of the, the characteristics or the critical success factors for actually making that happen? Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, it's it's hard if if we knew exactly what 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 made a company innovative, we probably all would be doing it. But we we do know, however, there's some there's some traits. If we look across all the companies that are out there that are really putting forward some interesting propositions into the marketplace. We know that those organizations offer a lot of transparency. So individuals have access to information. It's really easy to discover pieces that they need. There's not a lot of hiding information, for example, keeping information at the top levels. We also know that inside an innovative company, individual initiative is highly, highly commended. We, we invite employees to take that individual initiative. We know also that 
we look to employees to question authority. You know, a lot of innovative companies invite bottom-up ideas to come up and bubble up and um, be looked at, brought to the table, if you will. A lot of this just falls under, and there's a lot more qualities, but there's a lot of these that just fall under the sort of general umbrella of this is actually the American culture. And when we look at India's culture, it's it's very different. So in India, there's a lot of hierarchy. There's a lot of power distance. There's a lot of preference for group think. So with these three things in mind, and there's about 13 different ways to think about India's culture, but looking at these in particular, what ends up happening is you have a group of employees that are well-suited to have a very strong boss that says to the group, this is exactly what we're going to do, and this is how I want you to do it. Instead of having sort of open conversations, looking for a lot of feedback, getting those bottom-up ideas heard, the way that the Indian culture, business culture is designed really prohibits a lot of creativity and back-and-forth conversations and kind of going against the grain, if you will. So at a, at a wider lens in, in looking at, like, how do we create a more innovative culture inside India? The answer really is reconfiguring the value sets that you're reinforcing inside the country. So you're going to need to think about, you know, what, what values am I actually, for lack of a better way to describe it, you know, how am I incentivizing people? How am I telling people this is the best way that we want you to work? And organizations that are really good at doing this, um, for example, some outsourcers are superb in doing this, spend a lot of time working on their culture. They spend a lot of time thinking about, okay, this is how I want things to work on around here. Am I reinforcing this on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? Because the employees that I invite into the front door are not going to necessarily come with this skill set. Another way to think about this is when we write our end-of-year reviews, you know, it's end-of-year time, when we write our end-of-year reviews in the United States, a lot of things that we write on the review really are these qualities. You know, thanks for taking the initiative. Um, this employee is empowered. These things that we really commend American employees to do, we reinforce it, we pay them to do it, are not necessarily existing inside India without a, a fierce application of just re-establishing a different culture. You know, having said all this, this can definitely be done without a doubt, and it is done by a few people, but not many. And this goes back to what I mentioned earlier in sort of rethinking where you are on your curve of being in India. So you may have started there thinking, this is great. I've got this big group of English speakers that can answer the phone. And wait a minute, I've got this big group of English speakers that are great at coding software. You know, so those are really task-oriented responsibilities to move to the next level, which is, you know, we really need you guys to create something, is, is sort of up-leveling your Indian organization. Well, I, I guess that comes back to something that you mentioned a little bit earlier, which is this idea, you mentioned there's a difference between startup innovation and finishing innovation. Could you give us a little bit more context for what you meant by those two ideas? 
Yes, absolutely. So the way that we think about innovation in the United States really is, is almost closer to the word invention. Um, we think about, wow, this brand new product, who would have thought how important this product would be? You know, an example is like uh, a smartphone. Who would have thought it would have been so important to get your email on a phone? The way that innovation really works well in other countries is not necessarily that, that initial idea, but rather taking that idea and polishing it. So taking it to just the nuanced level, making it very polished. India is not alone in actually being a finishing innovation country. There's many other countries that have that same trait. China's one of them. Japan's one of them. So um, those of you that have been to business school, you know, you learn a lot about how Japan, for example, Toyota, great example, took the U.S. automakers sort of design of how they were laying out their factories and made it a lot more polished and effective. That's polishing innovation. That's taking what's already existing and making it better. Americans are not necessarily great with polishing what they've already created. They're great at creating something new. And there's other cultures that can kind of work in tandem with the American team to make it better, if you will. I think another way to think about this as well is to realize that if there is a way for you to kind of think about your multinational footprint, you can think about how you could get the Indian team to work in tandem with the American team and polish whatever the American team has already put together to get that just different perspective on something as well as enhancing something. A lot of the, a lot of the things out in the press about how well you know, companies are doing in India, for example, the things that you mentioned at the front end, General Electric, Unilever, Tata's Nano, those, those are examples of things being polished looking much better because they have a specific design set that's really just polishing up something that's already existing. And that can be done if you're thinking about, you know, your capabilities across the world. How can I use all my teams to work together? It's very possible. You know, one of the things that's just so important to remember is that, you know, we kind of, we're so used to now having our Indian team. And the, the truth is that this is a very new idea to have all these cultures working together at the same time. Very new. We're, we're all working together in a very, very new way. So a lot of us operate on this level of thinking that, well, you know, we're a globalized world now. And, but the truth is that globalization has not erased cultural differences. But because cultural differences are still there, we can take advantage of them if we're strategic. So you can go ahead and think about, you know, how can I redevise my group in India to think like my group in maybe a Western nation? Alternatively, you can think about, well, if my team in India is really good at doing these things, um, maybe that's what they should be working on. And how can I take advantage of that? So there's a lot of different ways to think about what's happening inside these complex relationships. But we need to take a step back and realize this is all new, and we're coming up with these sort of on the fly, and we need to just keep you know, honing in to get the best results possible. Right. And it, it sounds like at the end of the day, none of this happens by accident. <laughs> uh, no, you know, the no, key, no. <laughs> the, the key takeaway for me has really been that you know, this is all about 
creating that that culture it doesn't just happen because you happen to be in India and and having those right expectations for the type of innovation that that team is going to be focused on yes it it comes from really understanding that business culture is alive and well and uh in India particularly thousands of years have gone into creating what is there right now and um trying to wipe it out with you know 20 years of rock solid globalization um is not going to happen so we need to kind of widen out our look and think about how can we do better and there is opportunities out there it's just rethinking sort of our approach Brandy I really want to thank you for your insights thanks for joining us today Thanks Chris I really enjoyed it I just want to mention to our our clients that are listening that Brandy is available for one-on-one conversations just reach out to your FSG account manager if you're interested in, in setting up something This concludes our, our podcast thanks for listening 